0: Welcome to the one-player podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm Hills host, Albert, and this is episode 305.
1: A modular rendition.
0: <laughs> hey, Julius. How are you?
1: Hello, Albert. I'm doing well. And you?
0: Doing great. As I was uh, saying our our show intro, like I usually do, I was reminded that I was unavailable last week and your daughter took my place. <laughs> and... Uh, I guess she did a really good job. She had the lines down pat. But better than you ever do. <laughs> uh, I don't want uh, nah, 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 nah.
1: Grumble, 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 grumble.
0: <laughs> uh, it was a good show. I enjoyed the show. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, everybody else enjoyed it.
1: I hope so. I know my daughter's having a lot of fun doing those. Both of them are enjoying doing some podcasting and being able to get themselves out there. They're having a lot of fun with it. Nice. So I fully expect that they're going to continue to be uh, – S- co-host with some regularity
0: cool okay the the more the better yeah i was out because i got covid finally and uh just no can no condition to record so so we missed a week yeah i'm glad you're feeling better thank you i guess i missed two weeks technically so anyway today we are talking about games with modular boards um which i think is an interesting topic it'll be you no know, first question is always well First of all, this is one of our every fifth episodes where we do the uh popular mechanic or you choose some sort of mechanic or mechanic-ish type thing and we talk about it and we each bring three games to the table that we think are good examples of that category. This week it's popular or I'm sorry, this week it's modular boards. And so the way I define that, Judas and I haven't talked about this yet really.
1: We really don't. We 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 tend to just throw these ideas out here and then we both come up with our own interpretation of it and just run from that and -hmm. sometimes our interpretations can be really different and i was about to comment to albert i i have questions about whether or not to include things so let's hear what albert has to say
0: so what i consider a game with a modular board is a game where the board which is not necessarily a physical board it may be made up of cards or something potentially um is arranged differently each time you play Generally, and what I was looking for specifically was games where you set up the board at the beginning and each time you play, the layout of the board is different.
1: Okay. Would you include something where let's say there's an expansion or even a, a two or three versions of it where, you know, if you want to play with this scenario, you have this one. If you want to play with this scenario B, you include the tile B, or if you want C, you include tile C. So there's like three of them that are included and you can swap between them. Is that a modular
0: board? That that might be. I think it would depend. Like, Okay, so here I'll tell you. What, let me jump into one of my games. And, and I think that, that could be an example if you're talking about Clank in Space! Sure. Right? That's a game where, and not the regular Clank, because that just has a single board. But Clank in Space has a board that has three pieces that each time you play the game you flip them over and they're double-sided pieces, and you put them three, the three on the board in different arrangements. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily know which side is up and in which space it'll be. Um, and so that is modular. And that means every time I go play the game, I now ha- I'm going to look at the board from the beginning of the game and decide which, you know, based on the current layout, which way do I want to go? You know, not only where the tile is, but which side is facing up and which orientation it's on it totally affects what might be the best strategy for this game okay on top of which you know the cards come up so that game does have expansions or at least one expansion that has a different board and if you use that board then you know again you pick it from the from the beginning now you got four boards to pick from and you're going to use three of them
1: but those are randomly arranged right so it's totally different each and every time you don't know what it is you shuffle it all up and whatever comes out comes out right
0: yes and no um specifically in this example. So in Clank in Space, it is modular. You play Clank in Space solo with a a tablet app, and that app, it's a campaign game, and it tells you exactly which tiles to use each scenario. So it's different each game, but it's predetermined. So it's
1: predetermined. It's not totally random. In solo. Okay.
0: Correct. If if you were playing multiplayer, it would be totally random, but that's out of the scope of this conversation.
1: Okay. Because I had two games where it's predetermined that it's just the scenario that you want that you set it up to use that. So one Mm -hmm. game that I had for that was under falling skies, which is an Mm -hmm. excellent solo only game where you are rolling dice to prevent the, to shoot down the motherships, mini ships that are coming down to assault you. And you have to move the digger around, but you're using these dice. You're rolling them, replacing the one of five columns to advance various different objectives but the board both the skyboard and your base boards as well as the city board are all modular they're all different tiles but you know you're set for the sides flip over to change difficulty the base tiles change based on what city you have and the cities are based on the choice you make if you're going through the campaign or if you just randomize it up so they're a bunch of different scenarios so it's not it's not randomized and it's done during setup. You just are selecting it. It's just that there's a whole bunch of essentially different board configurations that are involved in the game. A similar type thing is keep the heroes out, uh, which I don't think we've had the opportunity to actually review yet, unfortunately.
0: Mm, I'm not even familiar with the game.
1: Um, so definitely gonna have to get the, a full review of that one out soon. but keep the heroes out is a hand control or mini deck builder game. Uh, it is cooperative, where you control different monsters. And the whole goal of the monsters is to keep the heroes out of the dungeon, that there's going to be heroes that are trying to invade your dungeon, steal all your treasure, and your job is to beat up the heroes and make sure they don't steal your treasure. And you do that by playing hands, uh, by playing cards out of your hand, uh, buying new and better cards to add to your deck, and defeating monsters that run around the board to set yourself up to run cool combos to defeat the monsters later but the board is made up of tiles that are placed on one of different configurations. So the the game comes with like, I think it's 16 different scenarios. And so each of those scenarios has the board, does the tiles set up in a specific configuration that just determines it. So it's really, it's, it's a scenario game. It could have been books. It could have been, if you want to have a big enough book, it could have just been books, but they make it tiles because that's easy and convenient, but it allows you to have a bunch of different configurations for the different scenarios. So both of those work that similar way.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like how, how you, you went very meta and you made your first choice, two different games and therefore made it modular.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did, but I wanted to bring both of those to sort of emphasize that this is a possible definition of what a modular board game is, but I definitely had other ideas for what a modular board is for example
0: well wait 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 i get to go before you do your right, second fine.
1: <laughs> well you got <laughs> and to present say, the first type of modular boards i figured i got to present a different type of modular board
0: that's what well, you know i had under falling skies under my list so, so you knocked it off i still think that was the same rule that i'm going by which is you set it up at the beginning and you're done because there are games where you set it up as you go along and like um and it's not on my list i'm not saying this one you didn't hear this this is descent for example second edition it has sure. a bunch of different tiles but you reveal them as you go along and to me that i mean it's not a modular board. It it's is. not really revealed
1: what? as you go along it's preset you just don't is know it? what's going to come out it's set up in the app
0: uh, okay then i'm I, I haven't played that game in years oh. and only once i think to my understanding so, yeah, it's okay.
1: set up the app and it's preset an example of a game that would be actually created as you go along More, I think more so would be something like Seventh Continent. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. So that would be one that you're revealing as you go along. So to me, in my mind, that wasn't really modular the same way. It did. I wasn't. I wasn't including those.
1: Why? Why wouldn't you include Seventh Continent?
0: Because what I wanted in a modular board, what I was looking for, was where I I set it up at the beginning, and that setup affects how the rest of the game plays. In Seventh Continent, even though the and I haven't played this, I may be misspeaking here. But even though you don't know what the cards are, they're all predetermined already, and the, that map is already predefined. It It's to change based on your play. Okay.
1: Somewhat. For the most part, yeah. It's a giant setup map, but there are many things that can change, like small things that come out, what connects to stuff. A few things can change, but for the most part, yes.
0: Correct. Right. And so I didn't consider that modular. I, I consider it more just... Because
1: it doesn't coverage.
0: change? Exactly. Yeah, because it doesn't change.
1: Okay. So we got to find a different example of something that comes out... Over the course of gameplay. Hmm.
0: Well, so, I mean, I specifically avoided that kind of choice. Not, you're not going to find them on my list. Ooh, though, I would have included I mean, it. Yeah. So one, one that I do have, and you know, we should have probably talked a little more about descent, even though we said we didn't include it in forbidden and, um, seventh continent. So I could write them down in the list, but they, they are, they are good games, right? They're fun. they and the boards are modular for sure. And Descent, send you, you lay out the tiles at the beginning. There's a whole lot of different tiles, so each map is different. And this is one where it's based on the scenario, just like uh, like you said um, Underfalling Skies was. But anyway, mm-hmm. my second game then, I'm going to pick... Um, what did I just... I can't find my thing that I wrote down. <laughs> Forbidden Island. That is a game where, where you got a bunch of tiles, and you shuffle them all up, and you lay them on the board in a, sure. in a pattern. And you could play with different patterns if you want to go online and look at the different scenarios they've come up with sure and so the, that you know it doesn't i said that i like i like the modular boards because you look at it and the, the layout is going to affect how you play it's not that true with um forbidden island yes the location of stuff definitely matters and where you're going to head to and whatnot but it is also very tactical and that you're really reacting to the cards that are coming out and what's sinking at any given moment mm-hmm. but it It is definitely a modular board. It's not really a board per se, because it is just a bunch of little tiles on the table. It looks more like carcass than a board.
1: I mean, that, that is what's creating the board, is those tiles put together. Yes. And I'd almost say that there's definitely an argument to be made that that is the only type of modular board where it's randomized and... It's, to- it's, it's different every time you play to a certain degree. I mean, there is a limit for how many times it's going to happen, <laughs> but it's randomized every time.
0: You wouldn't consider Descent modular.
1: I mean, Under Falling Skies, Descent, Keep the Heroes Out, they are modular, but it's only modular to support the fact that they're scenario based. It's, it's no different than like Jaws of the Lion, for example. You wouldn't consider Jaws the Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. You wouldn't consider that modular.
0: It just yeah, happens it to be right. that it's
1: got a book of scenario options, and it gives you enough components for you to set up all the scenario stuff. So it's the same mm-hmm. thing with these other games. They're different. It's scenario based, but it's not really a modular right. board.
0: Yeah. So gl- the the J- Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion was a great example of what you were talking about because, like you said, it's a book. You flip to a page, and there's your map. It's n- you're not putting it together really. Yeah, in gloomhaven has a bunch of tiles and you put it together but you may as well be flipping to a map on a page you, it's predetermined based on the scenario yeah so it's really no different it's just amount of effort
1: there are so many things that have a lot of components that allow you to set up a specific scenario but mm-hmm. if you're looking up and you're saying like well here's the scenario let me put everything out heck you could start saying Arkham and card game is considered a modular board there's so many games that have scenario setups There's mechs versus minions that becomes a modular board. I just think that it, it gets to be Mm. any scenario game becomes a modular board.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and we could keep naming more and more and more of these, but I don't think we need to. My second game is forbidden Island. (laughs) It is modular. And that random layout determines what the map is going to look like and where you are going to be running off to and where you got to like, get to at the very end where the helicopter pad is at and whatnot. So what's your second?
1: I'm still unsure whether or not my first option was considered a game. I do think it
0: counts. (laughs) Well, I'm not, I can't speak to keep the heroes out, but Under Falling Skies is modular because, um. It's still
1: a set of scenarios.
0: But that's only if you're playing the campaign. If you're not doing the campaign, then you're just picking which board, and then you're flipping them over to determine which, uh. You know, which difficulty Mm, you want.
1: I guess you can set up which difficulty you want. Right. You get a whole. Okay. I guess it's not scenario based. Okay.
0: It's only scenario if you choose the campaign, but otherwise. Fine.
1: I'll let under falling skies will count as my first. I don't think keep the heroes out. (laughs) My second in that case will be parks.
0: Oh, knocked another one off my list
1: yeah we actually talked about this just recently me and my daughter yes um, <laughs> so that's why this one is fresh on my mind but it is a modular board. The idea of it is is you have that set of tiles where you're marching down and each one of those tiles is different space and they come together to form a whole they form a board of spaces that you can march down and essentially it's a modular form a for, uh, modular function of tokaido. Where you're creating a board of spaces that you walk down, and each time you're going to randomize out your layout. In fact, four times in the course of the game, you're going to randomize the layout, determine where it is that you go, how you walk down the path, and this one feels like a very modular board to me.
0: Mm Hmm. I thought this was a great example of one actually because. You lay it out, and the board is really tiny. It barely counts as a board almost. But you lay it out, and before anybody takes their first move, you spend some time looking at what the path is and what it is you're trying to go for that this round and whatnot and planning on what your strategy is going to be and where you're going to need to go to. So I think this was a great example of what I was looking for in a modular board Yes, game.
1: but this is an example, I will say, of a board where the game is set up before the game and not during the game. And I haven't gotten to give an answer about whether or not you'd include also games where the board comes out during the game.
0: No, I do not include.
1: Them. Ooh, <laughs>
0: I do. Excuse me. I clearly do not. I was specifically looking for games where you set it up ahead of time and then play and and thinking about how that setup is for this game or in in the park's case, this round, how it, uh how it's going to affect the play of the game.
1: I do, but I have a clarification between the two things.
0: Funnily enough, the parks was on my mind too. I actually, we talked about it a few months back, or maybe a year back, I don't remember now. I ended up getting rid of it because I said it's a really fun game, but I just don't see me getting it back out much. I found a copy at the thrift store the other day for three bucks. Just this <laughs> nice. week, actually. Or maybe last week. Yeah, so I was really excited about that. And then I heard the episode with your daughter. I was like, oh, there's that game. That's so cool.
1: See, that's exactly why we do these back to the tables
0: mm-hmm yeah it was fun for me i haven't played it yet but again but maybe i will i don't want to because the game is in shrink well no it's not in shrink but all the components are still in their little sealed things and whatnot so i kind of don't want to take it apart anyway that was your second game parks my third game then um i am gonna go for okay this is another one we have covered in the podcast um it is you set up the board up front at the beginning it's totally random and then that layout is going to affect how you play however i will say that once i've set it up i don't spend a lot of time at the beginning looking at it, thinking about it because it's a little too overwhelming this game is five tribes the board is made out of six by five grid of tiles, so it's got 30 spaces you're going to shuffle them randomly and play them out and then put a bunch of meeples on it and now that you've got it set up and ready you're going to be looking around from where you want to move meeples from one space to another to find the optimum move. And it's going to be different each time you play because that board layout is entirely different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some strategies may be better in this game versus the next game just because of that layout. And uh, so, yeah, five times. And, you know, this reminds me actually a lot of one of the things I really like in games, modular boards that are done ahead of time and games like um, Dominion, where each time you play, you play with a random deck of cards that you're buying from or 10 random sets of cards you're buying from sure i really like that in games that sort of there's a whole bunch of components And anytime i play i'm willing to use part of it or set them up differently from the beginning to totally change how i play
1: understandable i mean I, I i get what you're looking for in in modular board you're wanting the board to give a lot more replayability by having that random mm-hmm. setup and not be you know fixed not be stagnant have a different experience each time you sit down I get that, Yes, but I think that means you should include my type because I still think that it's going to give you that randomized experience each time.
0: That's true. I mean, reveal it should go. So, so in a case like that, would a game like um, a solo variant of Carcassonne count? I guess you're saying it would.
1: So let actually let me say there's two. I, I have two clarifications for this. The third game that I have is Magic Maze. Okay. Mm hmm. So with Magic Maze, Mm -hmm. it is a timed game where you have four different um, adventurers. Yeah, adventurers, because I can't say heroes because they're blindly robbing a mall. Um, (laughs) They are adventurers. You have four different adventurers that are running through a mall trying to rob all the stuff from the mall and run back to the entrance and be able to escape. And so there's different difficulty levels and complexity levels that you want. But the general idea is it's a timed game where you pull these tiles off a tile deck, have to quickly put them down, and then move your adventurers around uh, the board. With the issue that because it's timed, you have limited sort of actions. So, like you may have the ability to move them left for a while, but you can't move them up. And then once you decide to move them all the way left, then you need to move them up. You discard the ability to move them left and have to shuffle real fast to find the move up. But then once you're done moving them up, you're like, well, i got to move them left again. Go get that again. And you have to keep moving (laughs) back and forth between them and essentially just running around like a wild person. Um, A pretty fun time game. But the modular element of it is that board that's coming out, your adventurers are running around a board that you are randomly creating over the course of the game. When you have the ability to add another board, you spend an action to add to your board, to extend out, and then you put it out. And it's fixed where it is because you have to be on a spot. You don't get to choose. You have to just put it there. You keep exploring out and keep running around the board, spinning all your actions to them, move into it and move to another entrance and go and figure Mm -hmm. out another spot. This is a modular board where you're building over the course of the game. You don't know all the information. It's it's part. It it is fixed ish uh, because you're not getting to choose where to put stuff out. Part of the game is not where you put the tiles. In fact, the game is not putting the tiles. The game is adapting to the tiles that are coming out and moving around those tiles. So it is a board that you are having your characters move around. And so therefore I still consider that to be a modular board because the board is not the game. This is as opposed to something like Carcassonne, or you mentioned a solo version of it, Dorf Romantic, which was actually oh. the contrast I was doing. Have you heard about this one? Because it's relatively new.
0: Yes, they got nominated for Spiel
1: des Jahres. Oh, did it? How nice! Mm-hmm. Um, so, Dwarf Romantic—it kind of feels like a saltier version of Carcassonne, but it is based on the video game by the same name, where you have a wow. tile bag of of tiles, kind of similar hexagrams, and they're not square like Carcassonne; they're hexes, but they have different tile features uh, on them, so like cities or farms or roads or rivers and things like that. And your goal is to, when you pull a tile, you will line it up on the board. And you're wanting to make big sections. Or if you have goals on the board, you want to fulfill the goals. And you're scoring points by either completing flagged sections for big points. Or by completing scoring goals by setting them out to match whatever it is that you need to match Mm -hmm. with them. And you keep playing all your tiles out until you run out of tiles. And when you run out of tiles thus ends the game total up how much points you have and see what you've got it's Mm. like a cooperative or a solo version of carcassonne um with different tiles unlike in carcassonne we have to line things up and stuff like that this one doesn't require line it up but you often want to line it up to do what you can to be able to make bigger sets of tiles or to be able to combine together tiles for scoring points Um, It's just not a requirement. But it feels similar to Carcassonne. I would not consider this to be a modular board because the tiles are the game. You are not creating Mm -hmm. a board that you then run around on. You're not creating a board that then you interact with further. As soon as the board is made, it's done. It's finished.
0: And choosing where to place the tile is the game.
1: Yeah. So, So I would not consider that to be a modular board as opposed to Magic Maze where the board is being created as you play. Theoretically, I could have just started up with a grid and just flip things over. You'd just be a little bit more constricted. And sometimes places wouldn't line up right. It wouldn't work nearly as easily and nicely as building over the course of the game, but you could have, it just works so mm-hmm. much better when you're playing it over the, over the course of the game to reveal mm-hmm. things. So that's why I consider magic maze, a modular board that is created over the course of the game, but is still a board as opposed to door Romantic where it's tile placement on a blank table.
0: Yeah. You know, I considered a escape the curse of the temple, which would be, have been similar to to magic maze in that you're, you're playing the tiles as you, as you expand the map, you reach the edge, you now add the next tile there or, yeah. or similar would have been a Ravenloft, the curse of Strahd or wrath of a on the D and D games where you expand the map as you explore, but you're not choosing which tiles going, you have no control over. It. It's just, Wherever the next edge is, that the next yeah. target's placed there, period.
1: You put it out and you keep running.
0: And then you deal with it, yep. Yep. So yeah, it is a good choice. I I don't think I would have picked it, as I said, for because I chose that one rule up front, and that's what I said to go with. I will tell you, it was actually really hard to come up with a list of games that met my criteria. Really? That predefined thing was, yeah. I mean, I got maybe 10 on my list. Not all of them I'm convinced with. A few are pretty weak, I think. A few are less weak. But um it was hard. Other other categories have been much easier than this one. Huh. Because maybe because I made it too strict to myself. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I only had a slightly less strict version, but I definitely had some other ones, but I, I rejected a couple of them cuz I didn't like the game as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I mean, the only restriction I had was that it's not scenario based. It has to be limited to more than just the scenarios that are in a book. Of some sort.
0: Yep, I see what you're saying. Yep, yeah. My my uh, clank in space was kind of scenario based, right? Because you don't choose which where the tile goes. I think it, you might get to choose the orientation or, or something like that, but the rest of it was predetermined for you, and at least in the solo game. Yeah, so maybe it's a little bit of a cheat. I'd wanted to include Nautilion. I think that would have counted.
1: I think it would have counted. You would have had to ab- abstract out. Notilian a bit more to claim that it's um, a board but it it really is you're moving around it and you're taking stuff you're just taking pieces of the board uh but i'm not sure i would have considered it a board because there could have been a board that you're putting it on you're just taking spots from it is that really a board or just things on it i'm I'm not.
0: Yeah. That one's a little gray. I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I didn't pick it, but I did, I did write it down just in case you did, took all my good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you got a couple actually. Got a couple, I'm, I'm got a couple supr- of your good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Under Falling Skies and uh, Parks. I'm surprised actually how much we overlapped this time.
1: Yeah. I think it's because there's a limit to number of ones that I like really enjoyed. I'm looking, I'm pulling up my list of ones that had been on my collection that I dropped. And there are quite a number of them that just got dropped off.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised by Magic. Have we done an episode on Magic Maze?
1: Uh yes, we did. I, we did, okay. We did. But like, I mean, you could have mentioned Mage Knight, you could have mentioned Unicornus Knights. Um a lot of the tiny epic a lot of the tiny epic games are are that. I uh, you don't have any of the tiny Epic games?
0: I had one once and I got rid of it and I just, I haven't gotten any of the others. Oh yeah? Yeah. I, I forgot which one it was, but I, didn't, I ended up not enjoying it as much as I thought it would. And I just haven't bothered to get the rest.
1: I'm trying to remember the one that I thought of before. It was the pirate game where stuff is exploding. There's fire all around. I don't know. You're, you're on a boat. Oh man. I can't remember the name of it. I'm trying to remember it because I have literally just deleted it from my list. I'm like, no, it's, it's not. It, uh, no, actually, the reason I deleted it from my list is because it's off my shelf, but I remembered it.
0: Oh. But now I don't
1: have it. But it, it, it is a pretty good game, but I can't remember the name of it by the second.
0: Well, that doesn't help a lot. All I right.
1: know. I'm sure someone out there is going to be yelling at their podcast player of whatever <laughs> sort, saying It's whatever it is.
0: Yep. Probably. <laughs> Let us know. Send you an email. Tell him what he forgot.
1: <sighs> I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well all right, thank you everyone. I think we we are done.
1: We have we are moving away from modular into fixed, I guess.
0: I guess so. There we go.
1: It's all Our set up. Time. Now we're ready to run it.
0: <laughs> all right. Bye everyone.
1: Have a good night. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or fractalude on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number 1, and we're also on Twitter at oneplayerpodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus and can be found at gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduche Pancaldi, whose page is at donpancaldi.com. The one-player podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share alike license. Thanks for listening.